Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're on your TV on ESPN News. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Our guests will appear on the Shell Pennzoil performance line among them Mark Spears, who is our NBA insider, one of them down in the bubble. Um, and he is right now interviewing members of the Toronto Raptors. He was supposed to join us a little while ago, but they they went out to meet with the media. And so he is going to call us as soon as he is done working with them. And the understanding we have is that the players have met to talk about the possibility of boycotting tomorrow night's game one against the Celtics of the Eastern Conference semifinals. And um, we will get the very latest again from Mark shortly. My understanding is that the players will meet again before making a final decision. And we understand the Celtics have had similar conversations. So that could be where we are going right now in what I will again describe as acts of extraordinary selflessness on the part of the athletes. It's very easy in life to be selfish. I'm a 53-year-old man who likes basketball and works at ESPN. Obviously, I want to see basketball games get played. That's selfish. Selflessness is these young people who have worked their entire lives to put themselves in a position to be playing in the most important games of the year having serious conversations about not playing them in order to draw more attention to issues that affect far more people than themselves, that actually affect other people more than they affect them. That's selflessness, and I admire it enormously. And I see a lot of it in the younger generation. I see it in my kids and in their generation. It makes me feel good, and it makes me feel hopeful for the future. People who know me know I've said many times, my generation screwed up a lot of things. Because my generation, the one of which, from which I come, is um, there was a lot of focus on ourselves, a lot of a lot of selfishness. I see a lot of selflessness in what's going on, and particularly today, and a lot of courage. And if you don't think it takes a lot of courage to be Doc Rivers, to be a 58-year-old man, and sit there in a news conference in front of the entire world after a basketball game, and cry your eyes out because you were talking about the most personal issues imaginable. If you don't think that takes courage, then you and I just don't see the thing the same way. And I would also like to give my enormous, I, I, every single day I want to hug my friends, Ryan Clark and Dominique Foxworth and Marcus Spears and all of these others who I've come to know over the last few years since I've been hosting the show, Get Up, and they have been an enormous part, Dominique, an enormous part of, of, of the success that we have found in the mornings. I could never have done this without those guys' contribution. And we've become very close and had a lot of conversations about a lot of different things. And now I sit there mornings ever since what happened with George Floyd three months ago. I have repeatedly been asking these guys, would you mind terribly bearing your soul on national television? Talk about the things that scare you, that frighten you, that frustrate you that make you angry. Talk about them openly and honestly. Who does that? Who wants to do that? I don't want to do it. No one wants to do it. But they're doing it because they feel they're a part of something bigger. It's making a difference. And that's the most important thing I'd like to say today. I've been talking about this a lot for an hour. And again, we'll get Mark Spears in here as soon as he's available. And we'll talk more about this then. I have a few things I'd like to get to today in sports as well. But I'd like to say that I feel very optimistic about what we are seeing in the minute by minute in the day by day. It's excruciating. It's painful. And I understand that there's probably a lot of frustration because change doesn't take place as fast as we would like it to. 
But I think a difference is being made. I think the world is being changed. I think the world is being changed before our eyes. There's a great line in Hamilton, the whole song in Hamilton, when they win the Revolutionary War, in which they sing, the world turned upside down. Right now, the world is being turned upside down. It's turning. You can almost see it. You can certainly feel it. The world is turning upside down in a way that is long overdue. And you won't wake up tomorrow morning and it'll be upside down. That's not the way this stuff works. But very slowly, it is turning upside down. I feel that way anyway. And I think we owe a lot to the courage of young people who are in the middle of that. So again, Mark will join us and we will talk about uh, that and a whole lot more as we figure out if there's going to be that basketball game tomorrow night and what it means and what would happen after that if indeed that's the decision that they make. We'll find out. You can cover all your bases with Straight Talk Wireless. Get the same networks as big carriers, only pay up to 50% less. Get the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G for just 45 bucks a month. Only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. I was very surprised by the news that broke literally right before we came on the air today that Nate McMillan has been fired as the head coach of the Indiana Pacers. It has been my perception from watching it from the relative distance at which I sit that he has overachieved there. I feel like they've won more games than I would have expected them to, especially this year when they played the whole year without their best player, Victor Oladipo. There they were, the four seed in the playoffs. They fired him. I was also surprised when they fired Alvin Gentry in New Orleans. Put that guy in a ridiculous situation here. Play Zion four minutes. Now play him six minutes. Now play him eight minutes. Now he's not playing. Now he's going to play three minutes. You can only play him in 90-second bursts. Uh, oh, by the way, win games, get in the playoffs, or you're fired. He's fired. It's the way it works in the NBA. But so there were a lot of jobs open. And someone asked me, Greeny, what do you think is the best coaching job that is available in the NBA right now? And the answer to me is an obvious one. I'm not sure there could even be much debate. The best coaching job that is available in the NBA right now is the Nets. Because if Kevin Durant is healthy, and all signs are that he is, the Nets are going to go from 0 to 60 in the blink of an eye. They're in the lesser conference. You want to be in the East if you can. And they are about to have one of the three best players in the world, right? We live in such an, an, an instant gratification society that I think we have forgotten, we have collectively forgotten how good Kevin Durant is. And my only fear, my only hesitation in saying this is that historically that is an injury from which not everybody comes back at full strength. Blowing out your Achilles is a terrible injury. But medical science has come an awful long way and rehab has come an awful long way and there was even some conversation that he might have been ready to come back and play in this bubble. So if he was ready then, then I think there's every reason to be hopeful that he's going to come back and be ready in December when they start again. And maybe you have to work him back in at a at a Kawhi-like pace. But one way or another, if you have Kevin Durant and you have Kyrie Irving and they're both healthy, you have a chance to win a championship like that. And they've got a pretty good surrounding cast. they got good players there and Levert and Dinwiddie and all these guys. If you watch the Nets play, not a lot of sex appeal, but they're pretty good. So that, to me, is by far the best opportunity that is out there, the best I can think of, especially because they're in the East. Now, another coaching job that is available in the East is the Philadelphia 76ers. That one could go either way. For as long as there has been sports, there have been coaches who have looked at people like Joel Embiid and said, I can make that guy want it more than he seems to. Or have looked at the matching, the pairing of Joel Embiid and 
and Ben Simmons and said, I can make those guys work together. It usually doesn't happen. One of my hard, fast rules is no one gets rich betting on things to happen in sports that have never happened before. That stuff usually doesn't happen. Joel Embiid is a ridiculously talented player. Ben Simmons, despite his limitation, is a top 10 or 12 player in the league. So if you can figure it out, if you if you have the key to unlock whatever it is that Embiid needs to get him going, and you have some idea in your mind of a way to play those two guys together and make it work, then that becomes a very good job. It is also the kind of job that could kill your career immediately. Because you walk in there and Joel Embiid looks you the wrong way. They're not going in any direction besides his. Next, you know, they're breaking up the team. They stuck by... Brett Brown for a long time, in part because I think there was some understanding that he went through those ridiculously bad times at the beginning of the process. They were going to give him every chance. It was the right thing to do. I think that is a job that could go either way. 50-50. I would take the nets in the blink of an eye before I would take that one. I would also throw into the conversation here that Elton Brand said, we're not looking to trade Embiid or Simmons. We're looking to do a better job of putting pieces around them. And that is exactly the right thing for him to say and to do. Because as much as I don't think it'll ever work, I don't think those two pieces are meant to be together. They're like a puzzle. If you're doing a jigsaw puzzle, we've been doing a lot of jigsaw puzzles in my house since this pandemic. They're two pieces that look like they should go together, but they don't. And so long as that is the case, you are ultimately, you are just putting off the inevitable. But if I were sitting where Elton Brad is sitting, I would be doing what he's doing too. And that is, I would take one more shot at this with a different coach. I would bring in a coach who says to me, I have this plan to make those two guys work together. And I'd give it a go. Because you never get value back for those guys. You're starting over again. And you're building around one of them. And it's probably Simmons. So I would try it one more year before I'd give it up. Simmons is only 24 anyway. So it's not like, if indeed it is a lost year, It's not like he's in his mid-30s. He's in his mid-20s. So I would do exactly what they're doing, even though I don't think it's going to work. So there's that. Other coaching jobs that come available, the Pelicans have a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. They have the Western Conference, which is brutal, but they have a ton of good players. They have a ton of good, and many of them very young players, primarily, of course, Zion, Alonzo, they got good players. The question mark is Zion. For those of you who don't watch my TV show, Get Up, you may not have heard me say that I've never wanted to be wrong about anything in my life more than I want to be wrong about Zion. But when he was coming out, I said I wouldn't take him number one. I would have taken John Morant number one. Because Zion looks like a guy who's never going to be healthy. And I've never wanted to be wrong about anything more than I want to be wrong about that. Because Zion, in no particular order, seems like a delightful young man. Everyone who has been around him, and I I know tons of people who've covered him for years. Maria was around him. Laura was around him. So many people that worked on my show were around him regularly. They love him. Everyone says he's a terrific kid. He's also got a level of talent and a level of magnetism that has not come into the NBA maybe since LeBron. I'm trying to think if there's someone more recent than LeBron who has come in, forgetting just the hype, but the, dyna- the the dynamism, the magnetic personality, 
and the insane talent. If he stays healthy, then I take him over Luca. I take him over anybody. If you promised me 10 years that Zion Williamson is going to be healthy enough to play 70-plus games a season and be ready and, and ready to go in the playoffs, I would take him ahead of anyone. I would start a team with him over anyone. But I have almost no confidence that's going to happen. Again, I've never wanted to be wrong about anything as much as I want to be wrong about that. But if he's not healthy, you're going to die trying on that hill. So that becomes a terrible coaching job because you're going to wind up like Alvin Gentry saying, hey, guys, you told me to handle him this way. I did. We didn't win games as a result of it, and now I'm fired. So that's an excellent job if your goal is to be fired as quickly as possible. So I don't like that job at all. The Rockets should have become available, fascinatingly to me. The leading candidate, if you read Woj's tweet, a candidate at least, a, 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 a candidate significant enough that Woj is bothering to mention it on Twitter, and he doesn't do that lightly, for the Pacers' vacancy is Mike D'Antoni, which by definition means Mike D'Antoni might not be the coach of the Rockets next year. Mike D'Antoni is the perfect coach for the Rockets. If I've got James Harden and Russell Westbrook on my team, I'm hiring Mike D'Antoni. That's who you want coaching your team. So I don't know exactly what's going on there. Got to get a hold of Daryl Morey and find out what the latest is. They obviously are in a dogfight right now with Oklahoma City, and they got to get Russell back healthy. And if he doesn't come back, they could wind up losing this thing. But I would be very surprised that they are moving on from him. I'd like to get an explanation as to why. Maybe he's just decided time is up one way or another, Woj is telling us that he is a leading candidate or a candidate for the Indiana job. So we'll see if that winds up happening. I have no idea what to expect. I want to tell everyone that DraftKings is the leader in one-day fantasy sports, and they're giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers. Just download the DraftKings app and sign up using the code GREENY. Then enter a free football survivor pool. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're waiting to see if Mark Spears, anything. Mark is there? Oh, fantastic. Okay, let me go to the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Mark Spears, who is our NBA insider, who works for the Undefeated and all of us here at ESPN and is in the bubble covering all of this, has the very latest on conversations that are taking place amongst the Raptors and the Celtics about the possibility of boycotting tomorrow's game. Mark, thank you very much for taking this time. I know that you've been busy working down there. Uh, We have been waiting for you. What can you tell us? What, What did you hear from the Raptors players and their coach? Well, actually, the Raptors and the Celtics met last night at the Grand Destino Hotel where both of them were staying. Uh, they met in a player's lounge. Uh, all the players, players only meeting, met for about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, Jalen Brown spoke. Fred VanVleet spoke. Um, what I hear is the consensus is that they do want to play uh, tomorrow. Um, it certainly was an emotional meeting. They did not make a final decision. The one person uh, involved in the meetings told me he would be – the expectation is that they will play. Now, they're going to meet again tonight. Uh, certainly after more videos coming out of Kenosha, um, emotions are getting even higher. Uh, Fred Van – I mean, uh, Pascal Siakam looks extremely defeated when talking to us after um, practice today. Um, he talked as if he was second-guessing whether or not uh, he should be here, whether or not – their message is being heard. Um, Coach Nick Nurse said there have been a couple players that have mentioned to him that they don't know if being here is the right thing. Um, the, the Celtics were not the topic of discussion. What happened in Kenosha was the topic of discussion. 
And it's it just uh, really over the last couple of days been a somber mood here in the Bumble. Mark Spears is with us. Mark, what do we know of what would happen if they were to boycott? So let's let's just live in a world where they don't play yeah. game one of this series tomorrow night. What would happen then? I, I think they would have to talk to Michelle Roberts, the executive director of the Players Association, and kind of uh, there's a protocol to it um, in order to not play. Um, let her know perhaps tonight that that's the decision after their meeting and um, kind of go forward. Uh, if they do play, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see the mood, see the energy. Uh, the one thing that's interesting to think to me is the Bucks. I mean, this is their home state. Um, you know, it, it's everybody's prerogative. And as one star players today, you know, fighting this cause isn't for everybody. So, you know, to be honest, we have not heard anything from him um, in terms of this. Um, m- maybe that changes. But uh, a Bucks player told me that there has been no discussions at all about any kind of boycott for today's game or, or doing anything to bring highlight to what's going on. But I do have talked to another Bucks player who's absolutely furious and hurt and, and is going through a lot of pain. So um, that game will be interesting as well to see how all their players react to, to trying to have the energy to close out their series against the Magic. Mark Spears is with us on ESPN Radio. I'm Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Mark, I'm hearing from you and from others and, and from the players directly themselves that some are questioning the entire idea of being down there in the first place. Um, there is certainly have been a lot in the message that has been delivered by virtue of their being there. What more could you think of or could be discussed to your knowledge that could be done, I guess is what I'm asking. If the players are looking to try to do more, to make yeah. more of a difference than they are, what are tangible yeah. things that would be realistic that we could see in the next week or so? You know, that, that, that's a good question. Um, you know, I talked to Donovan Mitchell, and we kind of both agreed that I, I think a lot of what the players are doing and saying that uh, they don't know the impact that it's having outside because we're just so isolated in here. We don't we don't hear the response. I mean, and I think a lot of the players do realize that their voice is being heard daily. There's media, there's Zoom calls. Uh, you know, George Hill, he, he's not he's a really good player starter for the buck but he's not an all-star does george hill get hurt um about whether or not they should be here um as he said the other day if if he's not here um with all due respect to the players outside of here i haven't really heard much from a lot of them so to me i think the same way people are using the players to see basketball i think the players got to continue to use us as media to get their message out. Doc's, Doc's message is, you know, Greeny's global, man. Mm-hmm. It's global. Like, it, it's heard. It, it's been heard around the world. Um, you know, kind of makes me emotional just thinking about it. Um, so. Mark, take a moment. Mark Spears is with me from the bubble. These are such complicated times for so many people, for all of us. And, and, and we opened our show today, this show and my show on TV this morning with the words of Doc Rivers, a 58-year-old man from Chicago whose father was a police officer, bearing his soul about the most personal possible matters uh, in front of the entire world and and the courage that it takes to do that and um, just how dedicated to and committed to this cause I have seen, I have witnessed all of the people involved in this NBA restart being. It has been inspirational. I, I can only tell you this, Mark, um, sitting where I'm sitting, and I, I'm just one person, it's just one person's opinion, 
But I think that the, the message is being heard, and I think that it is being delivered, and I think that, that maybe the isolation of people down there, I've, I've had several people say to me they feel like they're hitting the bubble wall because you guys are so isolated down there. I, I think there is, more of it, there is more of it being received in the world than maybe you perceive there to be. If that brings some hopefulness, then, then, then that's a good thing. I mean it that way because I, I do think that the message is being heard maybe more than is obvious to people who are down there living in the middle of that every minute of every day. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks, man. It's um, it's <laughs> certainly as a black man, it's been very hard to cover. It's been very hard to be around my whole life, and uh, it's it's a kind of a helpless situation, you know. I'm working on getting a new home, and uh, you know, my wife says to me, "Well, I think where we're going, you know." I think they're going to be okay towards us, you know. Mm. Why are we having that discussion? And and I'm like, well, because this is a like an Oakland suburb. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I've lived in Louisville. I've lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've dealt with worse. So it, it's just it's just just to even think about that. Like I considered uh, looking at a place in Louisiana, and I had to ask the lady. I was like, would they care if a black man moved in this neighborhood? Like I got a I got a master's degree. <laughs> I do. I, I get a decent paycheck from ESPN. I'm a good human being. I've never been arrested, but for me to have to ask that question, man, it's just it's just ridiculous. And I'm I'm not. I'm tired too, man. I'm really tired too. I hear it and I feel it. And I said on the show today, we are all a product of the experiences that we've had in our lives. And the very least yeah. everyone can be doing right now is listening to the pain yeah. that these people are trying to express. Uh, and yeah. being there for and these, them. And these yeah. clowns, man, these clowns, like, who is born thinking they're better than somebody just because of the color of their skin? It's absolutely ridiculous to me. I, I just don't get it. Like, what makes you better just because you, you weren't born and somebody said, hey, you want to be white? You want to be black? You want to be green? What do you want to be? Oh, I'm going to choose this. So for all those people out there with their racist-ass views who who think that they're better, just, man, I, I wish I could curse on this air. Cause I'm, I'm just sick of it, man. I'm just sick of it. Do, you know, be a good person. Get an education. Do do things to help society. And if you suck as a person, because it, it ain't got nothing to do because of the color of your skin. It has everything to do with you as a person. So I'm just, I'm sorry, man. I'm just tired of all this. Shit. You know, um, it's just, it's just. I'm sorry, man. It's just old. I hear and you. It's, it's a daily. It's a thing that my parents have dealt with. My grandparents have dealt with. Um, you know, my mom couldn't go to a black, I had to go to nursing school in St. Louis because when she was a kid, because she was black and then place in New Orleans wouldn't take her. My dad had a racism lawsuit in the 90s with New United Motors because he was training white people and they were getting promoted over him. I mean, it's just, I, I feel for these guys because they think that being here can change the world, can change society, and something else going to happen again, man. So to answer your question with this long-winded answer, and I apologize, um, voting, really. If, if the players want to do something different, I think they need to just continue voting more because the only thing way you could really make change is, is or the biggest way you can make change is voting in people that actually want to make change. You know, getting cops to have, you know, the camera vest. That's huge, too. That's been great in the Oakland area, and, and I hope that every, the whole nation should have that make these guys accountable for what they're doing. 
And so uh, I'm sorry for my rambling on and my emotions, but um, it, I'm just sick of it, you know? You have absolutely nothing to be sorry for. I, I so appreciate your honesty and your candor. And the only thing I will say, and I'm, I'm out of time, but the only thing I will say is that because of what you are doing and what these people in the bubble are doing and what everyone else is doing, then someday your grandchildren may say, hey, the world was a different place when, when my grandfather was alive and he couldn't live in this Oakland suburb, but I can now yeah. because they sacrificed for me and because everyone sacrificed so that we could do something different. And hopefully that is what is happening in the world right now. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I... I well, I, and, I, and yeah. I will say this real quick. Can, can I, I put you on hold? You. I hate to do this. I, I'm ha- can, can we just come back and do this? I, I have to do a commercial here. Can I come oh, back? Go ahead, man. I have the... I'll leave, bro. No, no, no. I, I don't want you to leave. I want you to come back. I'm dead serious. Can right. I just call you back right. in five minutes? We will call you All back right. in five minutes, but we have, this is a, it's a network thing and there's just nothing I can do about it. I'm going to push the live read, guys. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you, inviting you to check out ESPN Audio at home. Tell Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at home is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van, find out how far an extra mile really goes. From customization and service to financial assistance, Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. I continue with Mark Spears here, our NBA insider from the undefeated. He's in the bubble, and I can tell you, Mark, that I was just glancing through some of the response we're getting, and a lot of people were really strongly moved by your words, and, and I can only sit here as one who is a thousand miles away from where you are and not living in these confined circumstances that all of you guys are down there in the bubble, but I am out here in the world watching the things that are happening, and I will just say again um, before we, we continue um, that I think that what is happening in the world of sports right now and well beyond, but the people in sports who are doing what they can is making a difference, and I feel like the world is changing a little bit around us in ways that will, that will look very meaningful at some point in our lives, and I take great um, you know, pleasure is the wrong word, but I feel very excited about that. I feel very optimistic about it, maybe is the right word. And, and, and I know that it may be hard to find that right now. But if, if, that, if, if it makes anyone feel better knowing that there are people out here who feel that way, then, then maybe that makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, no, and I, I've kind of felt from the beginning that this is a huge, huge platform um, that the players can use and, Again, from speaking of Donovan Mitchell, he kind of saw it too. And I, I think when the players step back um, from the emotion, like they, they see all the reporters. Like Chris Paul said two days ago, 
man, there's a lot of you guys here. I mean, so like for a team like the Thunder, you know, they're, they're not getting a lot of national media exposure all the time. So, again, like if any players are listening, man, use us. Use us, use us, use us. So you, you got media here that, you know, probably before George Floyd was scared to write about these things, talk about these things. You probably have media who didn't want to and, and may not still want to now. But it, whether they want to or not, they have to now. And um, so I, I, I don't know how long this this is going to last. I mean, maybe the this elixir dies pretty quick um, after leave the bubble. So while you're here, you know, you know, say what you got to say. Be strong like Doc and Donovan and George Hill and, and continue to use us. And many others. And, and I have been, again, Mark, as a, as a person who's a little bit older and has been around a while and seen a lot of things, I've been uh, encouraged to the point of, of being inspired by the courage of the young people in sports right now. Someone like Jalen Brown, who I hope someday has some some yeah. extraordinarily important elected office um because because it requires a lot of courage. And I've been covering sports long enough to remember a time when this stuff just wouldn't have happened. I remember Craig Hodges trying to bring up things like this one time. He was never heard from again. Uh, that, that's that's the way yeah. the world was. And so I, I wonder, as you have been covering sports for a while, how you have seen that evolve and, and to what you would attribute um, the courage that we're seeing in young people right now, not just in the bubble, but in the streets of the United States of America, mm. uh, in neighborhoods of, of, of all kinds in this country of all demographics um what what what, to what you attribute that this change that we are seeing well i I think part of it is you know and and the the younger generation are around people of different you know sexual orientations and they don't care They, they don't care like our our generation did um they don't really care who you are what you care want to do or how you um, you know, describe yourself, they care about you as a person. So to me, there is hope in that younger generation um, that they could change. So you you probably have more people in the younger generation who have relatives that are half white and half black, that are mixed, um, people that are married into your family that maybe the, the past generation didn't have. So you're forced to be, learn about different cultures. Um, you know, I, I know Alvin Gentry's uh brother-in-law he he told me once that you know Alvin Gentry's kids are mixed and um he was saying I learned so much just from being around those kids that I never would have learned otherwise and this was uh from a, a a white man saying that so I I do find hope in them but then you know one player recently told me that you know I'm being outspoken and it, it's creating volumes and my mother is scared for my well-being my mother is scared that if I go somewhere, there's a cop that's going to retaliate against me because I am being outspoken. So there, there is certainly um, a lot that comes with this platform and using the platform and be educated enough to speak on this platform. But and behind the scenes, when these guys are talking, there, there also is this quiet fear. Is somebody going to you know, retaliate against me when I get home? I mean, in this bubble, we're safe. Ain't nobody can pull us over. Um, <laughs> ain't, ain't, we're not mm-hmm. driving. There's no cops. Um, this, this is the safest place in, in America from a health standpoint and other standpoints as well. But I do think that there has been so much spoken that when we leave out of here, there is some fear from perhaps some of the players that somebody's going to be keeping an eye on them. Well, that's why that among the many qualities that I would ascribe 
to these young people who are making these statements is courage. There, it takes an enormous amount of courage to do what is being done and say what is being said. Um, Mark, I, I appreciate this more than I can tell you, and, and I will just tell you that as I get this thing going, there is a place here for you anytime there are things in your mind and your heart you want to get out there, whether they're about basketball or anything. So thank you for this. Thank you for the updates. I know you'll continue to keep us posted, and we'll talk soon. Mark Spears, thank you very much. All right. Thank you, brother. All right. We'll talk to you soon. That's Mark Spears doing a terrific work covering the NBA and a lot more for us in the bubble. We'll come back. I have a lot more thoughts on this, and we'll get to those as we continue. Uh, right now, I'll tell you that it is time for some straight talk. You know what a full-court press is in basketball, right? It's full-court defensive coverage with no holes. Well, that is the kind of coverage you get with Straight Talk Wireless. It runs on America's best network, same as big carriers, but for a lot less. Just 45 bucks a month gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G for up to 50% less than the big carriers. No contract, full-court coverage, 50% less. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Back in a moment, Greeny on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Back with you on ESPN Radio and presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial is proud to partner with the small business experts at SCORE. Access free online resources through the SCORE Small Business Resilience Hub at SCORE.org. I'm delighted to be back on the radio. I'm thrilled to be back talking with you every day in this way. And it is because there are so many things that happen in and around our world of sports that we can talk about together. And um, I will tell you that these... Subjects, the stuff that we are talking about today and that have been talked about now in our world of sports and well beyond for the three months or so that they have come to the fore in, in American, the American consciousness and well beyond globally since the, the, the death of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd at the end of May. Um, there were so many parts of it that are so hard because the emotions are so extraordinary. Um, emo- being emotional is the hardest thing to do on the air because you want to keep your thoughts organized and you want to say things that make sense. And sometimes you will have a conversation and you will say, boy, I hope I said the right things there. I hope that what I, that I was able to convey what's in my mind and what's in my heart. And it's not always easy to do. But what I will say is that I have the utmost respect for those of you who watch my show on TV in the morning and now hopefully you'll start spending these two hours with me on the radio each day for people like Ryan Clark and Dominique Foxworth and Mark Spears and others who have become friends. Mark is not someone I know very well. He's been on my show a few times. I I don't know him well, 
Ryan Clark is someone I know very well. Ryan is someone I've known for years. Ryan is someone that, that he and his wife and my wife and I were together at the Super Bowl and having a few drinks one day, and we were talking about having kids and, and all that kind of stuff. Not, not the actual having of kids, but being parents and just sharing all those kinds of stories that only people who have college age, parents of college age kids can have. And then a couple of weeks later, and I'm not telling anything out of school because this was extraordinarily public, Ryan's son, Jordan, who plays football at Arizona State, is involved in an incident in which he's at a fast food restaurant and with a friend of his and some lady rolls down the window of her car and yells the N-word at the two of them. And this winds up becoming public. And now here's Ryan Clark and I have to ask him to come talk about that on my show. And that's not something that if I'm Ryan Clark, I want to talk about with the entire world. What could be more personal than that? What could be more painful than that? What, what, I can't imagine too many things more awful than that happening. But it is his lot in life and mine and ours because we are in public figures and we've chosen this direction for ourselves that we find ourselves sitting here having these conversations. And so I will be here to have them with you each day. Whatever feel like the right things to talk about on a given day is what we will talk about. And today this felt... 100% like the right thing to talk about. And if my lending my voice in any way offers some support here, then I'm delighted to do it. And if all it does um, is um, is let you know where I stand on it, then I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with that as well. I fully support the extraordinary courage uh, that is on display right now of these young men in this bubble and the women in the WNBA and all of these athletes who look at the world and say, I see something that is unjust. And I feel like I can do something about it, and I'm going to. And I'm going to do it at great personal sacrifice, because through human history, that has not always been so easy to do. It has not always been easy to find people who are willing to sacrifice what might be in their own best interests in order to try and contribute to something larger than themselves. And the world, generally speaking, is a much better place when people are willing to do that. And so I have great hopefulness. And I will say again, I see it in my children, and I see it in my children's friends and in their generation. The world has changed a great deal since I was that age. And that's what makes me feel very hopeful for what it's going to look like 20 years from now. All of the benefits of what is happening right now are not going to be obvious tomorrow. I know we all want that. And there are certain things that we have absolutely a right to demand immediately. And I stand with all of those who are doing that. But the bigger picture, the more important part of this is that the real change, the significant change, The world turning upside down, as Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote in Hamilton, doesn't happen in a day no matter how hard you try. But 20 years from now, it will. And 20 years from now, my children's children will say that because of these basketball players in this bubble, and again, that's just a tiny part of what's happening, but it is the part of the world that we deal in, the world is a better place. The world did indeed turn upside down. That's my hope, and it is my belief that it will happen. And I thank you for being here and listening to this today. And again, each day the world is a little bit different. Each day we will have different conversations. I don't know what tomorrow will bring. There'll be games tonight. Perhaps we'll be talking about those tomorrow. Football's around the corner. We'll be talking about it as we continue here. Have a wonderful day. I'll be back for Get Up tomorrow morning, 8 Eastern on ESPN. And then back here again tomorrow, same time, same place. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. 
You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.